0: Hi, welcome to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Rishandi Yates. I recovered from binge eating, lost 50 pounds, and kept it off for over two years. And now I'm sharing what I've learned to help you end your binge eating once and for all. So today we have part three of the three-part series called How to Prevent a Binge. Now in part one, we talked about willpower, how willpower is finite and how it is Um, an ineffective tool for overcoming binge eating. In part two, we talked about how to start to detach from the urges that uh, convince you to binge. Now, today in part three, we're gonna bring everything together and I'm gonna talk about two powerful tools that you can use that will nip urges in the bud. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by my three-part series, How to Stop a Binge Before It Starts. It's a three-part training that teaches you how to get through cravings without giving into them, and my four-step system that I used to lose 50 pounds. You can get all that at sinfoxcom slash Rashonda Yates. Okay, so today I'm going to be teaching you two powerful tools that you can use to handle urges to binge and this this concept that we're going to deal with today talking about how to address urges this is life changing because urges play a very very important role in our life as we talked about in our last episode you know everything that we do is habitual um 95% or maybe even more of what we do is habits you know, everything that we do throughout our day, everything that we think. And when you learn how to um, basically steer yourself towards the habits that serve you and trim out the habits that don't serve you, well, that's everything. That allows you to really create your life exactly as you want it. So as we move into how to address urges, we're going to start off with Um, the concept of detachment. Now, I started learning about detachment when I started, um, meditating, when I started getting into mindfulness. And what this does is helps you to start to recognize the fact that, you know, we have emotions, we have thoughts, we have feelings, and yet none of these things Are us. And so learning to practice detachment helps us to recognize this that we don't have to identify with our thinking, with our feelings. And the less that we identify with our fleeting thoughts and with our fleeting emotions, the more that we can actually stay on track and on course with our hopes and dreams for our lives. And that includes. Our health and our weight. So, when it comes to binge eating, I'm sure you're familiar with that moment of craving when you just get the thought, I want cookies or I want fast food or I want pizza or whatever it is. It's usually that, you know, um, there's a specific food, a specific craving for something very fatty, sugary or salty, or even a combination of all three. And you want that right now, you know, and it just, it's it's an urge, it's a strong craving that you feel. And what you instantly want to do then, and it's a mistake that um, all of us make, you know, whether we struggle with binge eating now or not, we've probably all made this mistake in the past until we learn how to detach And the mistake that we make is we start to actually fight ourselves and start to resist ourselves. Going all the way back to episode one, what this looks like is, or by the first part of the series is what I mean by episode one. um, What this looks like is, no, I'm not having that. No, I told myself no. So I'm not eating ice cream or I'm not eating cookies or... Maybe it's negotiating with yourself, like, oh, you know, I'll only have one bite. So basically, we get into this um, resistance with ourselves. And the funny thing about that is, like, once we start to get into that resistance, it actually makes us uh, more and more anxious about the entire thing. (laughs) And we don't realize in the moment that we actually don't have to even go there. Like we don't even have to get into resistance. We don't have to um fight against it at all. And we and yet we still don't have to give into it. Um I've talked about before how you know, we think it's an either or thing. We we see it as black and white, but there's actually a third option that we miss. And I think it's just because it's human nature, you know. We want what we want and we think that You know, we're basically having to be like the um the angel and devil on your shoulder. We we think that we have to be like the angel voice all the time, telling ourselves, "No, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that," and then we have this devil voice telling us, "Yes, eat that." But actually, we can just like ignore both of them, (laughs) and we can choose a third path. And so that third path is what I'm going to share with you now. So the first way to get through an urge without giving into it is called, or it has been called at least, urge surfing. So urge surfing is this idea that rather than resisting your urge, you can think of it like a wave in the ocean, like a wave is coming towards you. Can you realistically stop that wave from coming? Um, And the answer is no. And so what you can do is you can actually just ride the wave. So, you know, you can imagine a surfer on a surfboard. um, When they see a wave coming, they're actually just going to get on their surfboard and ride the wave. And this is an analogy of what, or some imagery of how you can think of yourself in terms of, in relationship to your urges. So you can see You know, when an urge arrives, you can see it coming. And what you often, what you'll probably want to do is resist it. But what I'm asking you to do is instead of resisting it to actually lean into it and start to immerse yourself in the urge in terms of what it feels like in your body. So, notice what I'm not asking you to do is to think about, oh, well, why? Why do I want cookies right now? Or what's my triggers? What's making me want to binge? I'm not asking you to do any of that. In fact, I am saying that that is probably the worst thing that you can do in the moment of an urge. Now, I'm not saying that that information can't be helpful because it is it is helpful to have but what i have noticed is that once you address the behavior first and you stop the behavior you're going to get all that information all that feedback is still going to come to you but you're not going to have to actively um seek it and you're not going to have to stay in the behavior in order to get all this information that's supposed to help you binge but yet looking for all this information and doing all this analysis and all doing all this thinking and focusing on it, that's actually causing the binging behavior without you realizing it. So what we're doing with the urge surfing is when an urge comes, I want you to do something different than you have probably ever done before. Instead of saying, no, I don't want this and resisting it, or getting into talk in your head about, no, I'm not going to have that. I actually want you, when you know that an urge is coming, I actually want you to say to yourself, bring it on. Just like a surfer who is looking for that next wave. When they see the wave coming, they're like, yes, bring it on. And that's what I want you to do first. And then I want you to immediately um move your attention to your body and start to notice exactly what you're feeling in your body and for some of us this is going to take some practice because what we've done for so long with binge eating is actually stop ourselves from feeling a lot of emotions and But now you're going to start doing the opposite. So you're going to feel everything, but you're going to do it with detachment. And here's how. As you're feeling everything, you're going to start putting a label on the sensation that you're feeling. Now, I want to make a distinction here. There's a difference between a label and an interpretation. Okay, an interpretation is putting meaning on all of these, these feelings that are going through your body. So for example, you know, I feel anxious. Recognize that feeling anxious is an interpretation. These sensations in your body that we label as anxiousness are the same exact feelings that are associated with the label of excitement. It's just a matter of interpretation. So we're going to, Avoid interpretations, and we're going to actually just label sensations. So, what are some adjectives that describe sensations? That would be things like tingling, warming, cooling, rushing, tightness, airiness, whatever it is that you're feeling. In your body sensations, you're going to start labeling them. And in Buddhist um, and mindfulness practices, this is called noting. So what you're going to do when you feel an urge is you're going to recognize it. You're actually going to almost challenge it to come to you. You're going to say, you know what, bring it on. I'm going to ride this wave out. And then you're going to start actually focusing on your body sensations and noting them. Okay, so that is the first um, tool that you can use, the first powerful tool. And this is what I started with. This is actually what helped me to first understand that I actually do have power when it comes to these urges. And just that recognition alone is just massive. If you can get that. So now let's get into the second tool. Now, the second tool um, is really cool. And I learned it from my mentor named Jim Fortin. He actually has a podcast. You can check it out on Apple. Um, And he taught me um, something called dismissing urges. Now, this is also extremely powerful. And it, again, relies on detachment as a foundational principle. So this, the idea here is that as we talked about in the last episode in part two, our brain, uh, I mean, our, the urges that we get are actually just like an alarm. They just go off at certain times or when we're in certain emotions or even just like certain times of day and remind us that it is time to do a certain habit. In this case, binge eating. Now, what we can do is we can actually just recognize that what is happening, what this urge to eat cake or eat ice cream or eat copious amounts of pizza is actually, that's not you. It is not you. And you can literally actually say this to yourself when that happens. So... When you have an urge, let's say all of a sudden you're craving cookies, once again, do not get caught up in a battle with yourself about, no, I'm not going to eat cookies or try to ignore it or distract yourself in some way. Instead, directly, like turn toward it, turn toward what's happening and actually just take control of it and talk to yourself by saying, this isn't me, this is just my brain. This is just my brain doing what it does. This actually has nothing to do with me. This just has to do with what has been set up in my brain. If you start to implement this one tool in your life, you're going to start to see the difference, the distinction between yourself, which is a conscious being, You know, it's who you are can't really be defined, right? You are a conscious being who is aware that you're alive and the thoughts that we have that are fleeting, the feelings that we have that are fleeting, all that stuff is not who we are. So you can actually say this to yourself. And the moment that you're having an urge, it feels like, oh my God, I want cake. Stop and say to yourself, this urge is not me. That is just my brain doing what it does. That is just an alarm clock in my brain going off right now. And... Once you've separated yourself and you've detached yourself from the urge, the next part is to focus the energy that you would have used by resisting the urge or getting into a debate with yourself about the urge and focusing that onto just anything else, really. Now, this is not about just distracting yourself, okay? This is about actually addressing the urge head on. But then once you've detached from it, shifting your focus to be on something that's either gonna be beneficial to you or something that's actually truly gonna be benign. Now, here's one note of caution for you. I found that when I start to implement this type of tool, my brain gets really, really clever. And it starts telling me, oh, well, if you're not going to do that here, how about try this other um, dopamine-releasing activity instead? <laughs> and so that defeats the purpose, right? So you want to be vigilant about, you know, what what is your brain making up that's trying to tell you, convince you to do something else? Like you want to really make sure that you stay aware of what activities you are putting your energy into after detaching from the urge. So that is number two. So you have two powerful tools to handle urges. Number one is urge surfing. And number two is dismissing the urge, which is basically to just call out the fact that the urge is not you and then shift what you're focusing on. Because as they say, where attention goes, energy flows. So that wraps up this three-part series on how to prevent a binge. I go very deep into the first tool that I shared about urge surfing in my three-part series, how to stop a binge before it starts. And that series I literally coach you through the entire process of urge surfing and just give you some extra tips on how to set yourself up for success. So you can get all of that at senfox.com slash Rashonda Yates if you're interested. And I will catch you next time on the Ending Your Binge Eating podcast. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your aha's are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.